This is We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. Welcome to our very first episode. Bag and board it while it's fresh. In this brand new series of the Venom Site's first official podcast, a few of the fan club's esteemed and brave members take to the airwaves to discuss symbiote-related comics, movies, cartoons, games, and more. We also provide new updates on fresh media and merch, all of course about symbiotes, all the time. Every so often we will go deep into the canon and mythology of symbiotes in comics. Have you ever wondered why symbiotes are weak against Fire and Sonics? Or how all of the seemingly conflicting interpretations of symbiote culture or history all fit together? What was up with Kroba, am I right? We'll get to all of that and more in due time. For now, let us get up, get you up to speed. What is the Venom Site? The Venom Site, or TVS as you'll sometimes hear us call it, is the internet's premier and unofficially officially recognized fan club for all things symbiotes. If you like Venom, Carnage, or any of the other countless symbiote characters, the Venom Site is your central hub connect and geek out with fellow fans and get the latest news on symbiote merch and media. What is a Venomaniac? You are if you like anything symbiote. Venomaniac is a fan-made nickname for symbiote fans, originating straight from the Venom site's own community. So who are we? Let's introduce your esteemed podcast hosts. First up, we have Carlos, Twitter handle BlackBaneF50. Say hello and a few interesting facts about yourself, Carlos. Say how about how long have you been with TVS? How are you? Um, I'm I've I'm pretty much been with uh, TVS since uh, when the Agent Venom series started. So that was probably like about five years ago. Yeah, probably about five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then um, how were you introduced to Venom and symbiotes? I think I was. I think it all started when the, the original Spider-Man cartoons um, in the '90s started when I was young. That's good. And then when I, yeah, when I first saw Venom uh, on on TV, I was pretty much hooked from that point on. All right, sweet. And then, uh, who is your favorite symbiote or host? Uh, obviously, uh, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Eddie Brock, of course. And then second would be Flash. All right. And uh, what is your favorite symbiote comic story arc? I think it would have to be um, Maximum Carnage. Oh, that's a good choice. Always a classic. Yes. And yeah. uh, if you could bond to any symbiote in the Marvel Universe, which would it be? Uh, obviously Venom. No other. <laughs> ah, that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. going to be pretty much everyone's choice. Everyone loves Venom, you know. Yep, yep. And that's why we call ourselves Venomaniacs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Carlos. Welcome to the podcast. Next up, thank we you for have... having me. Yep. Next up, we have John. Twitter handled Agent J C Harris. Same questions for you. How long have you been with the uh, TVS? Uh, I'd say for the past about three years. I started when uh, Agent Venom's original run ended, and I needed to find out what other comics he was showing up in, so the TVS really helped me with that. And that's what we're here for, definitely. And how were you introduced to Venom and Symbiotes? 
Well, just like Carlos, I was introduced to Venom by the 90s Amazing Spider-Man cartoon. In fact, I didn't read comics at all at the time. I loved Spider-Man, and I loved his villains, so of course I instantly fell in love with evil Spider-Man. After that, Venom became my favorite villain, and I would play any game that had anything to do with him. Specifically, I played Marvel vs. Capcom for hours just so I could play as Venom and Spider-Man. That's good. And um, who is your favorite symbiote and host? Uh, if you don't mind me going on a bit of a tangent, my favorite host is Flash Thompson. Four years ago, I picked up my first comic, which was Volume 1 of Rick Remender's Venom. At first, I thought it was the coolest thing that Venom had his own comic, and I bought it thinking it was Eddie Brock. When I found out it was Flash Thompson, of all people, I was sure it was an alternate universe. I read it and instantly fell in love with Flash Thompson as Venom. It wasn't until later when I, I did some research on it and found out it was actually canon that he was Venom in the 616 universe. So Flash Thompson has been my favorite host ever since. Perfect. And uh, what is your favorite symbiote comic or story arc? Uh, my favorite symbiote story arc is the Savage Six arc of Agent Venom's run. My, my uh, father bought me all six issues for my 18th birthday, and it's been my favorite ever since. It's got some real sentimental value to me because it's what got me into collecting comic books. That's good. That's a really good uh, story arc, too. Love the Savage Six. Yeah. And uh, if you could bond to any symbiote in the Marvel Universe, which would it be? Uh, this is kind of a cop-out answer, but I would bond with a freshly hatched symbiote straight from the planet Clintar. Uh, that way, we could be heroes without the baggage of evil memories or previous hosts. <laughs> That's a good choice. All right, well, thank you very much, John. Uh, no problem. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast. And uh, as for myself, my name is Orion... Yes, very much like the Constellation. My Twitter handle is at Orion Starboy. In fact, I'm Orion Starboy pretty much anywhere else. Uh, I will be your main host for the most, if not all, of the podcast. I'll go ahead and answer the same questions. I've been with the Venom site ever since the first issue of the 2012 Venom series came out, the one starring Flash Thompson. Uh, and I might have been around a bit earlier than that, uh, I can't really say, um, but maybe it was around the time when he first debuted in Amazing Spider-Man 654 and 654.1, the backup uh, stories. Um, but yeah, that's how I was uh, introduced to the Venom site. And then I was introduced to Venom and Symbios pretty much like everyone else said in the uh, 90s Spider-Man animated series. I took liking to Spider-Man's black suit at first, and then I took a liking to Venom in the cartoon. In fact, those episodes are still my favorite uh, cartoon versions of Venom and symbiotes. My favorite symbiote is, of course, Venom. My favorite host is Eddie Brock, but I actually prefer Eddie as Anti-Venom over Venom, because I just believe that Anti-Venom was the best version of Eddie. My favorite symbiote comic and story arc is a toss-up between the classic Venom Lethal Protector and Anti-Venom New Ways to Live. Both represent some of the best interpretations of Eddie's characterization as an anti-hero. And if I could bond with any symbiote in the Marvel Universe, it would have to be the Anti-Venom foe symbiote. It's not actually a symbiote, but, you know, its weaknesses and drawbacks are honestly more preferable to that of a regular symbiote. Plus, I wouldn't have to fight for control, since 
that symbiote doesn't have a consciousness as other symbiotes do. So that's us. Carlos, John, and Orion. We are Venomaniacs. Get it? Got it? Good. Alright, let's start things off with a general discussion about the end of the last Venom comic book series, Venom Space Knight, and the official end to Spider-Man bully-turned-war-hero Flash Thompson's five-year run as Agent Venom. By the way, spoilers ahead. This is your first and only spoiler warning, people. We will be spoiling secrets and plot points to Venom Space Knight and the first issue of the new Marvel Now Venom series. Ready? Okay, here we go. Up until the first issue of the new Venom series, Flash Thompson was the host of a more heroic version of Venom. For those who are unaware, Flash Thompson was a bully to Peter Parker, but ironically a super Spider-Man fan. Later in life, Peter and Flash became best of friends, and Flash had shipped off to the U.S. Marine Corps to the Middle East to serve his country. Eventually, Flash returned a wounded war hero after having lost his legs. Some time later, Flash took an opportunity to serve his country again by enlisting a top-secret super soldier program, Project Rebirth 2.0, where he was bonded to the Venom symbiote to become Agent Venom, a black ops super soldier and spy. Over time, Flash left Project Rebirth 2.0 and eventually joined the Secret Avengers, the Thunderbolts, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. All the while, Flash had struggled against this symbiote's violent and corrupting nature until he visited the symbiote homeworld, Clintar, where the symbiote was cleansed of its corruption. That allowed the symbiote and Flash to become Venom, agent of the cosmos, a sort of space knight, which led into the last series, Venom Space Knight. This series saw Venom on a solo adventure through a space apart from the Guardians of the Galaxy. In this series, Flash formed his own team of alien warriors, and he was sent from planet to planet freeing other aliens from a tyrannical warlord named Mercurio. Toward the end of the series, Flash returned to Earth to settle unfinished business in Philadelphia, his previous stomping ground. Around the time Flash's first Venom series ended in 2013, he had a teenage symbiote sidekick named Andrea Andy Benton, a.k.a. Mania. The Mania symbiote was originally a clone of the Venom symbiote that had been expelled from the main symbiote host. When the Mania symbiote was separated from Venom, it took with it a hell mark, a symbol that represented an heir to the throne of hell. Agent Venom had gotten the hell mark in its early adventures in Las Vegas, but when it transferred to Mania, she became the next heir of hell and she also became possessed by a demon. Flash had returned to Earth to when he and the symbiote sensed Mania in pain from the possession. In the end, he managed to temporarily quell the demon within her, and two of them swung off into the sunset. Carlos, let's have you start us off with a brief review of Venom's Space Knight and your overall reaction to Flash Thompson's run as Venom. So, let's first start off with... <clears throat> what was your reaction to the series ending? Um, personally, I wasn't really that surprised. Um, maybe just due to the whole the whole fact that uh, you know, you know, I think the sales weren't doing too well, and uh, you know, Marvel was now jump, jumping into the whole Marvel Now promotion that that's going on right now. Um, but you know, I'm I'm kind of somewhat satisfied how it ended. Um, 
because you know at first uh, when it first started like I wasn't really on board with it and at, at the time I wasn't really digging the whole uh, the new look for Agent Venom when he was out in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy but over time I kind of actually it grew on me and I actually started liking it and I ended up picking up the series so yeah good good and uh, what did you like most about his run as Venom um, overall, Flash, like, uh, for me, he's really uh, progressed as a character, having to deal with uh, um, alcohol abuse, uh, an abusive father relationship, and, you know, him overcoming his own personal demons. Um, and as, you know, seeing him grow, I think he's, there's a lot more uh, to Flash's history than we know. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think, I wish he was still Venom, but, uh we just have to wait and see what they have planned for this new series. So I'm down for whatever Marvel has to throw at us at this point. Very good. And um, what unfinished plot threads were you hoping to see wrapped up before his run as Venom was over? Um, I think the only thing that they need to take care of is the hell mark with uh, Mania and with Andy. I, I think I really would like to see that uh, put to rest and see where they go from there. Um, other than that, I think that's just the only thing that I... That's the only plot uh, hole I think they should take care of at this point. That's a pretty good choice there. I mean, we all want that to be over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, what was your favorite Agent Venom moment from the past five years? Um, I think... I think my favorite so far would have to be when uh, he met up with Kane, the Scarlet Spider, or uh, Kane uh, Parker, uh, when they fought when they fought with uh, Carnage and Minimum Carnage. If I'm not mistaken, if that is his name. If that if that's not his name, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, but yeah, I think that's my favorite moment when he met up with uh, Scarlet Spider and Minimum Carnage, pretty much. That was a pretty cool meetup, definitely. Um, yeah. So, what are your hopes for Flash post Venom? Um, I mean, as I was on Twitter, people were saying, and uh, like they, I think Flash should probably, you know, if he's not going to be Venom anymore, uh, I think he should probably be with the Guardians of the Galaxy as part of the team. Um, you know, because I don't know what other point you would have if you were to stay in Philadelphia, help, you know, if he's going to help Mania, Andy, or he goes back to New York to check on Peter. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think he would. I don't know. I think he should probably go back to the Guardians for a while. You know, if 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 he's not going to be used as you know Venom for the future or anything like that. But. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, with you know with Guardians of the Galaxy, it wasn't really that great of an adventure for Agent Venom. But I could always see yeah. Flash going back and you know just even as himself, he could probably be a good Guardian. Yeah. Exactly. All right, well, thank you very much, Carlos. And, John, uh, what was your reaction to the series ending? Uh, I was uh, disappointed. I wasn't surprised. Uh, the sales weren't all that high. It wasn't doing all that well. But I thought uh, I was disappointed because there was a lot of untapped potential with uh, Venom in space that they didn't really get to explore. All right, and um, what did you like most about Flash Thompson's run as Venom? everything <laughs> being that he was my favorite character there were no moments where i was disappointed with him being in a comic or having his own i thought 
He was handled well. I thought his character growth was fantastic. Even in the Thunderbolts? Uh, okay, let's not let's not <laughs> talk about Thunderbolts. Uh, yes, there were there were some awful team moments. I, I'd say Guardians even was annoying to read it, just because it, he didn't it, have very much panel space. It has its uh, moments, but, but yeah, overall. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Flash never got any time to shine on those teams like he did with uh, Secret Avengers. I'd say he had a lot more to do with that. But um, yes, I, uh, I I'd say my uh, my oh I guess that's my favorite moment. So I'll save that for later. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and what unfinished plot threads were you hoping to see wrapped up before his run as Venom was over? Uh, I know this is the obvious answer, but I really really want them to make some sort of mini series with Mania, uh, and yes. Flash as as a mentor, yes. and yes, and you. just. Just wrap that up, finally. Oh yes. Just definitely. wrap it up, and 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 it and it needs to be Mania and Flash. Whether he has a symbiote or not, he needs to be part of it. He needs to be there for her whenever she uh, inevitably fights this back. And you know, you know tossing a little bit of Eddie Brock in there just for the drama, just for some fun. That would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. we've got we've got Demon Carnage waiting on the back lines too he could be part of it as well <laughs> yes yes all right and uh what was your favorite agent venom moment from the past five years there are so many but i think as an eddie brock fan uh and a flash thompson fan the biggest highlight was when he was in philadelphia and the toxin with a vengeance storyline where eddie brock was uh was watching over him he, they made a deal that Eddie was going to watch over him and make sure he didn't lose control. And I thought that was the coolest thing, uh, having Flash as a gym teacher uh, trying to control Venom and having old Venom uh, even more powerful than before watching over him. I thought that was the biggest and coolest thing that just never went anywhere, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> All right, and uh, then what are your hopes for Flash post-Venom? Uh, there's a lot of things I have in mind. I want him to, first and foremost, continue to be relevant in the Marvel Universe. I think at this point, he's made a name for himself with three different teams. Captain America knows him personally. I think it would be a huge waste to just sweep him under the rug. Uh, so I want him to be either on a team or be part of, like I said, Mania's comic or any future symbiote comics. I think he should play a big role, just like Eddie has. Um... Uh, I want him to become Venom again, but if that can't happen, I would like him to have the hybrid symbiote because it's just sitting there on a dog and nothing's being done with it. So it's a huge waste of hybrid and it's a huge waste of Flash if they don't do something with him, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'd say that's my biggest hope is that he continues to be a hero, he continues to be relevant, and perhaps uh, continues to be a symbiotic hero even. That's a very good answer. Thank you very much, John. No problem. As for me, I was a bit indifferent with the end of Space Night, honestly. As both Carlos and John know, and anyone on Twitter who follows me, I didn't really care much for Agent Venom's space adventures overall. In fact, it wasn't until the last half of Space Night that his role in space started to grow on me. 
I, I'll always prefer Agent Venom as a street-level hero who belongs in Philly. Those were his prime days for me because he was being Philly's lethal protector, if Eddie Brock wasn't already one. <laughs> as such, I still liked that Robbie Thompson and company re revisited Cullen Bunn's loose plot thread of the descent with Mania and her Hellmark. But I'm disappointed that we might not see a conclusion to that story with Flash as Agent Venom. It felt to me like Robbie didn't advance the story any further than where it was when Cullen left it. Yeah, I was disappointed that he didn't have enough time to continue from there before Marvel switched gears in the new Venom series, but, you know, I just hope that, like both you and, uh, both John and Carlos have said, that this continues some sometime soon outside of the current Venom series, or maybe even within, if it's at all possible. What I really liked about Flash's run as Venom was all the lore building we got for Symbiotes. We got so much new lore, guys. From the history of the Symbiotes and the Microverse from, micro, uh, from Minimum Carnage, to the introduction of the proper Symbiote homeworld, and the idea that there are two different symbiote cultures, the virtuous agents of the cosmos slash space knights, and the corrupted culture, which we were solely exposed to as readers before Brian Bennis wrote Planet of the Symbiotes in Guardians of the Galaxy. It excites me because it opens up a plethora of new opportunities for future stories, and I hope that Mike Costa, the writer of the new Venom series, touches base on some of the new lore at some point. And uh, what I'm really going to miss, in reference to the unfinished plot threads, are the spawning event and Cal Henriksen. The spawning was an idea that Rick Remender was floating around when he made Eddie Brock the new Toxin, or Broxen as we like to call him uh, around the web, uh, during, the, uh, during the Savage Six storyline. I'm still curious to know where he was going with that one, because it obviously sounds like it's something that's central to symbiote lore, and it's like a potential huge crossover event with a bunch of different comics, you know, just, just an, a symbiote invasion would be in, fantastic. And then as for Cal Henriksen, that was another loose plot thread that Rick had only briefly mentioned in one of the first issues of Agent Venom's first series. The idea that between Matt Gargan and Flash, there was a host that named Cal Henriksen, who was Project Rebirth's and Agent Venom prototype. To me, that's huge. I mean, I want to know more about this original Agent Venom, uh, who he was and what happened to him, you know? It's just a fantastic little loose plot thread, just a little seed there. My favorite Agent Venom moment has to be his last fight with Roxon. The two big hosts of the Venom symbiote squaring off with the former host trying to stop the current host from turning into a, the monster that Eddie had become as Venom. Uh, that that was just... Uh, I love that. It was almost like Eddie was fighting a younger version of himself. A host who believed he was doing good, but would one day become consumed by the symbiote's corruption. And I really hope that we get to see Flash in the new Venom series. I hope that he shows up to explain to whoever he's teaming up with to fight the new Venom which might be Eddie Brock or Matt Gargan or whoever they plan on bringing in to fight the new Venom. Uh, I hope he just shows up uh, to explain what happened between the end of Space Knight and the beginning of Venom, just to give us an idea of 
you know, why is the symbiote no longer bonded to him? Something happened. And I also hope that he reconnects with his alien crew from Space Knight and returns to space with them, because even without a symbiote, I'd read a comic with his cosmic adventures with them. He, you know, he doesn't need to have a symbiote to be a hero anymore. He he just he's a hero all in himself. Let's move on to our review of the first issue of the new Venom series. But before we begin, let's talk about our expectations and predictions we had before we even read the new issue. So again, we'll start with Carlos. When you first read uh, when you first heard about Space Knight ending and a series reboot star- starring a new Venom host and a return to a villainous formula, what was your reaction? Uh, my reaction, pretty much I was kind of shocked at first, and uh, when I realized it wasn't going to be Flash, I was kind of a little let down, um, and I was like wondering who are they going to pick to replace Flash, and then I realized who he was going to become bad again, and I'm like, well, who who could make Venom bad, you know, and... <clears throat> And that's why I was kind of speculating who could it be, you know. I didn't want Matt Gargan because, ugh, you know. Um, well, and then, then, who, who did you yeah. want the new Venom host to be? Or who do you think it would have uh, been? Well, you know, I, again, we, I was on Twitter and people were giving rumors and uh, speculation it was going to be the, the, the Hobgoblin, whoever. Who, who is the Hobgoblin right now again? It was uh, Phil Urich. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was going to be Phil. Because there, there were like we had like uh, screen caps from Twitter, you know, uh, all the signs were pointing to him, um, but it wasn't him, and it was going to be completely someone new that we've never heard of, and yeah, that's pretty much my reaction. Well, but who did you also want to be the Venom host? <sighs> oh, who I wanted to be the Venom host. Um, honestly, I, I wanted to have been Eddie again, but. With Carnage still not ended, we still really didn't have an idea. But I, if I had to pick one, it'd be Eddie. That's good. That's good. And uh, John, when you first heard about the ending, and the reboot, and the whole return to villainous formula, what was your reaction? I was extremely depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was very bummed. I was on a family vacation when I got the news, and I like everyone. Everyone, if I didn't, if I weren't having such fun with my family, uh, I would have been moping around all day. That's for sure. Uh, but you know, as time went on, I was I was more accepting of it. I knew it was inevitable that Flash couldn't be Venom forever. It's just the nature of the character, uh, and so I moved on. And I hope, and I hope to have a good host. Very good. And um, who did you want to be the new Venom host, or who did you think it would be? Um. Well, honestly, at first, I was really uh, gunning for Andrea Benton. I thought uh, if she couldn't be Mania, then she would make a fantastic Venom. But uh, I would prefer her to stay Mania, of course. But with the whole end of Space Night, I thought for sure that she couldn't be Mania anymore. Uh, They did a good job of giving that back to her. Uh, Other than that, like... I would hope that they made a new original character that I actually liked. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, I, and, and then they did. and <laughs> They made a new original character, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. And um, 
As for me, I felt some relief, you know, when I heard about the new series ending. I also understood the need for a change. I mean, there is a need for a change. I've said it before online that I felt like Flash's tenure as Venom was coming to a close. Even, like, as the first Venom series ended, it, was like, it felt like it was going downhill for a little while. And as soon as, as, soon as he got into space, it was like... Uh, it was like it was dragging on for me. He couldn't be Venom forever, and the pendulum for Venom swings from heroic to villainous. And it was already swinging back towards the villainous side. I mean, you you look at the end of uh, near near the end of Space Knight, uh, the symbiote was already becoming a little more corrupted, even though it was trying hard not to. But it was starting to go back towards that villainous side. And then as soon as I heard about Venom would be getting a new host. I immediately wanted Andy, Mania's host, to be the new Venom, just like Carlos and John said. This was around the time when Mania was returning to Space Knight, so I already had predicted, you know, she was going to be the new Venom. It made sense to me, you know. Marvel's in the business of reinventing their legacy characters right now to include women and minorities in these big roles. Also, the original uh, one of the original creators of Venom, David Michelini, uh, he's the writer who originally co-created Venom. Uh, he originally conceived Venom as a woman before Marvel editorial had him change Venom to be a man, and thus you got Eddie Brock. So why not let Andy fulfill that role all these years later? Okay, and now we get to the big part. Here we go, guys. Let's review Venom number one. Let's get the major spoiler out of the way right now. Just so everyone's not in anticipation anymore. Venom's new host is an all-new character named Lee Price. He's a wounded soldier like Flash Thompson, but corrupt and evil like Gargan, and probably even worse. We'll ditch the Q&A format we've been using before, right? And just discuss our opinions and analyses as they come. So, Carlos, do you want to start us out? Yep. Uh, pretty much, like, um, I honestly don't have any relation to this Lee Price character. Um, I mean, it's just the fact that, you know, what really bugs me, first off, is like, I know they're not going to explain the first issue, but the fact that how Venom's just wandering in the alleyways and he's been abandoned by Flash, and, and to me, I was kind of confused. I'm like, well, what the hell happened? What what tore them apart? What made them say, okay, I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing. I mean, there has to be a reason. And I, and I you know, I really would have liked this issue personally to be a, a double thicker issue. But again, the cost would have been up and, st and stuff like that. Um, but again, like I have no, like, I'm not really liking Lee Price as a character and <clears throat> his reasons for doing these evil acts with the Venom symbiote because, you know, he had a very troubled childhood and all that. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. The only positive thing I can say so far, I do like the new look, the new look for Venom, uh, as he is now, I actually do really like, um, you know, Custa is writing is really good. It's. The pacing is decent, I would have to say. Uh, Gerardo's uh, 
art in this is actually pretty, really well drawn and colored and all that. Um, but again, you know, I'm not dropping the issue. Obviously, I'm going to be sticking around, see what they have to show off. Um, and I mean, at the end, they did say they have big plans for Flash, so we're, we have to wait and see till then. But in terms of the new host, I'm not really impressed. And how about you, John? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with everything Carlos said. The the new host is probably the worst case scenario, in my opinion. Uh, they took everything that was bad about Mac Gargan and turned it up to 10. Um, and then they tried to mimic Flash Thompson to say, hey, no, it's not so bad. Right, like, his origin story isn't even original. <laughs> he had abusive parents, just like Flash Thompson, but instead of uh, turning to bullying, he just straight up killed people and joined the army so he could be paid for it. Um he was he's just a despicable character they did nothing to uh, give him any redeemable qualities when he was a child and his mom got killed in a building fire his reaction was that he would have done it years ago and he wouldn't have gotten caught i think that line alone is setting this character up as an unsympathetic character that really that you just can't like uh he he kills a childhood friend without uh, a second thought for a really, really dumb reason, too. Uh, oh, you know I have this strange symbiote. I have to kill you now. Like, where's the reasoning there? Uh, and then he killed the hobo for the very same really lame reason. You know, that really... Yeah, I, I, I hated that. I really, like, that, again, that really just didn't make sense to me. Like, how you just, like, killed this these people for no reason. <laughs> and, you know, you know... I hated that. Yeah, and the whole killing the hobo part, I'm like... They, even, you know, Costa and whoever, they, they all said, you know, this is a love letter to, to Venom fans, and we're going to be including attributes of Flash and Gargan and and Brock. And when you look at him killing the hobo, I'm like, oh my god, he's the anti-Brock. Brock would never kill the hobos because he was one of them, and he 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 values the innocence. And that hobo wasn't innocent. It was like, ah, it was just terrible. Yeah, he said it was a love letter to Venom fans. I did not get that at all with this first issue. Yeah, at yeah all. Same, same here. Same here. It's just it's kind of very, very not really lackluster in any way. So very lackluster. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and I'd like to touch on John's point there about uh, Costa setting Lee up as a very unsympathetic character, and. That's one of my fundamental issues with this new book and probably with the new series if this whole trend continues, is that Lee is unsympathetic and that just does not work. Uh, and especially doesn't work when they're tr- when uh, Casa is trying to set up the Venom symbiote itself as a co-lead character and as the sympathetic character because a lot of people were throwing around the word rape. I mean, in relation to what Lee did to the symbiote. And when you look at it, I mean, he's not, it's not a sexual rape, but it's a very domineering, very, um, very controlling type of personality against this poor symbiote who, he's, uh, the symbiote seems to be in a very bad state right now in between hosts. 
uh, it's desperate to find a host to survive, and it thinks it found someone who is like Flash, but turns out is like the anti-Flash, uh, anti anti-Brock, and Gargan to the max. And so, that the whole thing about making the symbiote the sympathetic character, making it the co-lead, as, as much as I love to say, you know, make the symbiote a character, make, him some, make the symbiote something I would want to read about, you know, their story, I'm going to really contradict myself here and say m- actually doing that to make the symbiote uh, the co-lead it doesn't work for me. It really doesn't work because historically, we look back at almost 30 years of Venom Comics history, of symbiote comics and all that, and what do you see? You see symbiotes bonding to human and sometimes non-human hosts, but that's very brief. But all these human hosts, these are the people that we're reading the books for. We're not reading the books because they have the symbiotes. We're reading the books because we want to see how they react to having the symbiotes. For example, you know, um, Spider-Man, does anybody read uh, his original appearances with the uh, symbiote because, oh my gosh, it's the symbiote. We want to know all about the symbiote. No, we're reading to see, you know, it's this outside force trying to take over Spider-Man, and Spider-Man... at the same time resisting that force and um, trying to use that force uh, even though he didn't know at the time that it was an alien he wanted to use uh, his new powers from the symbiote to, to, do, to do good and that's just a constant in the, in the Venom mythos is that the symbiote was created as an accessory to the main character of the host and that it it plays as the uh, an alien antagonistic force that has the allure of power and trying to make that antagonistic force that's an allure of power that has the allure of power the main character of a story it's like it was you're making a handbag or 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 you know name an accessory that is like not really something you'd focus on, but it brings value to a character. Name something like that and say, let's wrap a story around that. It really doesn't work too well because you can't sympathize with an accessory. Even if it right. even if it has a consciousness or or opinions of its own or anything. It's alien to us because we connect best with the human hosts of the character of of, of the symbiotes, you know? Right, I think like, like in summary, you could say the you can make the symbiote as human as you want it to be, but we can't relate to it. We have to relate to the human character using it, no matter what happens. And the human character that they gave us was just completely unrelatable, uh, as far as like his morals, his like. Come on, the dude didn't even like his own mother. Who relates to that? <laughs> um, so it, it's this, we're in this odd spot where the only character that you 
like in this comic is the symbiote itself, which is a very strange and interesting take, but it's not going to carry the comic at all. But the, the thing is, too, is like also what I noticed in the issue is like uh, the Venom symbiote seems to be suffering. It seems to be very unhappy or uh, it feels abandoned in some sort of sense because at the last panel, he just he just leaves it there on the floor and it looks like it's, it's in agonizing pain or something. And it's like, you know. Right, it's like trying yeah. to get away from him. How, how is that supposed to make Venom fans feel good? <laughs> and especially, especially when you look at like some preview art for the next issue was released recently, and one of the one of the pages just struck me as this is not going to go well. Is that we see Lee Pace, uh, Lee Price, and Venom, the symbiote, they're discussing with each other. We don't we don't know what they're saying because there's no uh, there's no words yet, but. We see them having a heated discussion. The, the the symbiote is obviously angry with Price, and he's not even gonna take it. He's he's just you know he has a solid expression like uh, he doesn't really care. And then all of a sudden, it's these really small panels you you can barely see, but Price picks up a folding chair and just smacks Venom upside the head with it, like like. What the heck, man? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, Yeah, it's like, this is awful. abuse. This is abuse. Yeah. It's, it's not a feel-good comic at all. No. <laughs> it's very terrible. Like, how is that supposed to make readers like the main character of your comic book? You know, I really won't be surprised by the next issue and then issue three if this is going to be a repeating cycle where Lee Price is just going to go on a, on a killing rampage doing whatever he wants and there's pretty much no one to stop him other than uh, Scorpion, Matt Gargan coming in, you know, because there was another cover of them fighting it out, which I'm pretty sure they're going to eventually fight, I'm guessing. But if that's going to happen, then it's going to be like, well, yeah, this is not really enjoyable to read if this is how it's going to go, you know, for the next couple of issues. So Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I don't think it would have been so bad if Lee was a character we could love to hate, but I don't think anyone would love to hate this guy. This guy is despicable. Right. Right. Uh, if you're making a villain, there has to be some kind of sympathy there, or <laughs> or there's no cheering for him at all. Yeah. I mean... I mean, that's... That, I mean, that was my whole point, you know, it's just... Making the symbiote the the character we sympathize with, it's it doesn't work if the host is a complete dick towards the symbiote. And you know, the symbiote may be the exotic factor to Venom's legacy, that wow factor that just draws the reader in, but it's the host that keeps us reading. Right. Agreed. That they made a huge deal about the the new host. Like that's what they were marketing. And it's a new Venom. You would never, and... you you won't believe who the new host is. Well, we don't believe what he's doing to the poor symbiote. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the vast majority of people are completely agreeing uh, that this isn't a comic book that they're willing to put up with, or this isn't a character that they're willing to put up with. And then, you know, it's sad too because when when you're, I. It was like in an interview recently that uh, Casa was talking about, oh, he has plans, you know, up until the 30th anniversary of Venom. And that's in 2018. 
And mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, you have all these plans and everything, but the book is not going to survive as it is right now because we just we can't connect with the character. Right. It's not going to sell until, like, unless Eddie and Flash get really involved in the story, then readers like us and others will be interested in it. But will it be enough to really save it? I don't know. And the thing, too, is, like, I really hope uh, they, like, John, I think you'll agree with me on this one. Like, I hope that, you know, at the end of Space Night, okay, everyone wants Media to come back, and now we have the new Venom issue that just came out. I really hope they just don't sweep her under the rug again, because I'm going to be really annoyed if they do that. Oh, yeah. Because I I think, okay, because right now, we already have Spider-Gwen, we already got Silk. And, and Gwenpool, which is a thing now, apparently. So why not have her in a, at least a miniseries and, you know, have her her, her own uh, time to shine, you know? But if she's not going to be in this in any way and then they're not going to finally fix the whole Hellmark issue or whatever, I don't know. It's just going to be a little annoying for me, to be honest. So Right, I, I agree. I think uh, going going back, if, if I can bring her into the comic, I think it would be a fantastic idea if... Flash chooses to hunt down the new Venom, and he has Mania as his top gun. You know, Mania is her his like right hand girl who does all the fighting for him because he can't do anything at this point. I think that would be super cool and would be a good way to get her involved. But that's just me. Yeah, and I I mean I agree with you guys. I mean, but the thing is, is that you know we the. The book cannot be carried <laughs> book, by side characters. By side characters, you know. We, I mean, I mean, Carnage is doing a fantastic job because you know, uh, the current Carnage series it doesn't entirely focus on Carnage as the main character. Uh, no. He's been set up as you know this this force that another group of characters are chasing after, and we're getting a. Uh, we 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 really care about those other characters more than we do about Carnage, which is great. But uh, that's because that series was set up in that way, where Carnage was not the main character. In this series, we have Lee Price and Venom as the main characters, and we can't care for Lee Price. And having the symbiote as the main character doesn't work. And therefore, even if the uh, other characters coming in we're saving grace for this thing it the series can't be carried by that right there's a lot of parallels that can be made uh to the carnage series uh uh, i'd say if you look at the carnage series that's how you do a villain comic right and if you look at venom number one that's how you do it wrong uh the carnage series the number one issue introduces the hero team going after carnage and it spends most of the comic doing so. Eddie Brock's in the first; it's, he's in the first issue. Uh, all the heroes are introduced, and of course they have the advantage because we don't need to be introduced to uh, Carnage. But it doesn't seem like they're about to introduce the hero team in Venom issue number two either. Is my concern? Yeah, and that's another thing. There, another good point we brought up is that with the Carnage series, we didn't need any introductions to Carnage because we have the entire history of knowing who Carnage is. And yeah, I mean, he has the fault of being pretty two-dimensional uh, as a character. But that, that's so is okay. Lee Price now. Yeah, Lee Price is now a two-dimensional character, but 
he doesn't work as a main character because he's just like Carnage, where Carnage really doesn't work as a main character either. That's why he this this new series, this new Carnage series, is working so well is because he's not the main character, and right. and he also we already know so much about Carnage that we just take it on stride that yes, this is a Carnage series, and we know all about Carnage, but we're learning about this new team uh, with some of these characters we've known for years but and now we're, uh, we're getting yeah now we're getting rays as well that just got introduced as, into the whole thing yeah so we know all about the carnage character from the previous uh comics and everything but the sleep price character the reason he's not working is because we know absolutely nothing about him and having him and establishing him as the lead character in the Venom series, without having anything to back it up with, you know, we're establishing him from the get-go. It's like it's not working. Even even right. Carnage, when he was first introduced in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man, he was not a main character. Right, and I think we need to address the fact uh, so people don't get angry at us. We understand that this is the first issue, and we understand that they still have time to uh, develop the character. But as a first issue, as an issue number one, they did nothing to make us enjoy this character at all. Yes. And that's the problem we have. It's not the fact that they can't in the future, but a number one issue is very important, and yes. they dropped the ball very yeah. badly. I mean, uh, like a, f- a few days ago, John had posted on Twitter a bunch of sales uh, uh, sales information about the uh, various Venom comic series. And even looking from that, uh, that's pretty much indicative of the uh, entire comic book industry is that the first few issues are very important because they have the highest sales numbers before they drop. And right. unfortunately, this, this new Venom series had probably fantastic sales, but it's going to drop really hard, really fast because of the way this was set up and because just reading the series it, you can see there's a lot of um, telling of what's probably going to happen with the characters. I mean, we already see from the previews of the second issue that this abuse that Lee is having against uh, the symbiote, it's just going to continue it's probably going to get exacerbated and it's, gonna, it's just going to get worse. And it's like and then you know, because when it comes down to it, you know, the first issue has to be it has to impress you. You know, it has to it just has to impress you on the first time you read it. But, oh, it gave us I mean, impression. <laughs> yeah, but, but again, like I, I understand people, uh, people will li- either like it, they'll like the character, or uh, like for us, for us three, we're not really as much impressed as we would have wanted to be. But you know. and then imagine if we were new readers. Imagine if we've never read a Venom comic before. This is a starting point for them. And right. they're introduced to this. Right. Uh, if if I can go back to my story of how I picked up uh, Remender's <laughs> Volume 1 yeah. of you know the Venom series, I thought full well that this was going to be Eddie Brock. Uh, when I found out it wasn't, uh, they still uh, gave me a fantastic character in Flash Thompson. They built him up as a character that you can sympathize with if this was the comic that i picked up four years ago i would be in a very different place i would not have continued to collect it at all i would have been angry 
and I would have been screaming for Eddie to come back. Um, yeah. <laughs> because this series, like, I can't even imagine reading this being the first comic I ever read. I would be so disgusted. Yes, yes, definitely. And And that's terrible. Like, that's not good for new readers. I'm sure there's a lot of readers out there who like the character, but... I mean, there's some people who like Matt Gargan, too. So you're just in the minority, uh, I'd say. I think, as as I've stated on Twitter, congratulations, Matt Gargan. You are no longer the worst Venom in history. <laughs> and, you know, oh. even, even then, when you compare Lee Price to Matt Gargan, it's almost black and white. It's almost black and white because Matt Gargan, he's a sleazebag, Yes. But he's not like Lee Price. He's not abusive. He's not, you know, he's not unstable like Lee Price is. It's just... Oh, man. And, and you know, I will give them credit that they actually left that detail of the, of the stitch marks that he got. Because I remember when uh, uh, Octavius took over oh, Peter's yes. body at the end of uh, issue 700. And he actually used the full force of his uh, punching ability and just ripped his jaw clean off. Yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> crazy. It's crazy that they. I'm. I'm glad that they put in those details. Yeah. All right. So, I think that's a good place to really put a pin on that. Maybe for a future podcast, we'll we'll pick up maybe a few issues out. We'll start another podcast. But let's say let's let's each of us give us give the re, uh, our listeners a. One to five stars. What did you think about this issue? Um, for me, I'm probably gonna have to give it. Uh, I'll probably, I'll give it a three out of five just because of the art. Um, yeah, I'll be fair, you know. But in terms of the characters of Lee and the story and how this is already starting off, it's no. I can't really give it a four or five at this point. So. <clears throat> John? Right. Uh, in quick summary, I'd just like to say, I know we've been trash-talking the comic this whole time, uh, but the art, I'm a huge fan of Sandoval. I think he's done a fantastic job. I think all the characters look great, uh, even if Lee looks like a generic anime hero. Oh, yes. Villain himself. <laughs> yes. The, um, as, as one of our other uh, Venomaniac friends on Twitter has said, he's the total edgelord. He is a total edge lord. Uh, but regardless of that, I think they get a did a the art uh, is really well done. I think Venom's new design is cool. I don't like a forked tongue, but that's just a nitpick personally. Um, and I thought that the writing was really cleverly done with Venom's speech bubble showing up during Lee Price's moments in the comic. I thought that was really well done. But uh, the main character is what makes a comic. And unfortunately, this is the worst case scenario for me personally, and I'd have to give it, uh, I'd say I'm going to be generous and say two and a half. I was going to say two, but I'll say two and a half. I'll give it a solid 50, uh, only because I really like Sandoval, and I thought the writing was well done. It's just, the main character is generic, he's very shallow, he doesn't, there doesn't seem to be much going on, uh... And I was disgusted by him. So it really brought in some negative emotions in me, which a comic shouldn't do. Yes. 
And as for me, judging on the art, the art is fantastic, as you have both said. For that, I'll give a separate review of probably four stars. Very good. And for the writing itself, um, barring the story, uh, the writing itself is is pretty good. Um, so I'll give that probably four stars too. It, 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 I liked it. But when it comes to the overall comic and the story and everything, that's definitely a two star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And so that just about wraps things up. Thank you very much, Carlos and John, for joining me in our first podcast. You're very welcome. Yeah, I was happy to be here. And thank you very much, our our honorable host, Jason, the Venom site himself, for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and for all of his generous support. And then finally, thank you very much, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. And, quick note... Look forward to seeing news about a symbiotic holiday giveaway sometime in the coming weeks on the Venom site and its Reddit page. Both Jason and I are uh, held a similar giveaway back in 2014. Back then, the lucky winner of the giveaway won a Marvel Legends Agent Venom action figure and a special one-of-a-kind Agent Venom sketch card illustration drawn and colored by me. This year, you can look forward to some jumbo prizes. See if you caught the hint. And again, look forward to more news about the 2016 Symbiote Holiday Giveaway in the coming weeks on both the Venom site's main page and the Reddit page. With that, we at the We Are Venomaniacs podcast thank you all for tuning in to our debut episode. Hopefully, we can do this again in the new year, in the new year but for now Orion signing off Carlos signing off Joan signing off happy holidays venomaniacs happy holidays <laughs>